Hey there, welcome to The Hot Slice, the weekly podcast brought to you by Pizza Today magazine. I'm your host, Jeremy White, Editor-in-Chief of Pizza Today, joined today, as always, by the one and only Denise Greer, Pizza Today's Executive Editor. Hey, Denise. Hello, Jeremy. Uh, How are you doing this lovely, dreary day? It is a dreary day, but we're all smiles. We have an awesome guest on today who brings a unique perspective and experience to the pizza industry by virtue of spending so many years in, in, in a totally different industry. That's not uncommon for our industry that we have so many folks coming in from completely different fields and coming into the business. A lot of people tend to think that the pizza industry is all folks that grew up, you know, raised in a pizzeria and then they own a pizzeria. And um, the, the fact is we have a lot of folks that come in from completely different um, areas and, uh, and open pizzerias. Indeed, indeed we do. Uh, we personally know of people who spent decades working in IT or security mm-hmm. or infrastructure or Business the military finance. or yeah. whatever. And then they one day decide, hey, I'm going to open a pizzeria. Just, just like that. <laughs> just like that. No, no, no. Not as easy as it may seem to the layman, but so, hey, today's guest is Manny Carvelis. He, uh, he and his brother, Joey, and, and um, really it's a kind of, kind of a family affair. Carvelis Pizza in Georgia, I believe they're up to three locations, if I'm not mistaken. We've known Joey for a few years now, uh, interacting with him um, just about his business, and we've kind of got to know him, form a little bit of a cordial relationship with him and recently he told us hey my brother Manny has some really cool things to say he's made a lot of positive contributions to our to our pizza company um mm-hmm. we're like hey let's get Manny on the podcast yeah and he uh you know uh Manny you know Joey told us about Manny that he brings such unique and different ideas to things like hiring retention uh and and growing the business um, so we felt like that was a pretty important thing to to talk about right now, especially with the hiring crisis and the fact that now, now that we're kind of seeing air with the pandemic, a lot of people are thinking about, is it time to grow? Is it time to add that second location or third location? Or, you know, if you're lucky, fourth, fifth, or sixth location. Right. Manny's going to cover a lot of those bases because that's exactly what he's going through right now on the daily. So Let's let's get Manny on and, and, and hear what he's got to say. All right, here's Manny. Every pizza you serve makes an impression. Make each one count with Baccio Exceptional Italian Pizza Cheese. With a kiss of buffalo milk, velvety melt, extraordinary stretch, no overbrowning, and superb reheat, Baccio is the unparalleled performer designed to consistently impress. And only Baccio offers the Gold Club Rewards Program, which provides monthly cash back and exclusive marketing support. Schedule a demonstration at bacciocheese.com slash hot slice and discover how Baccio Exceptional Italian Pizza Cheese creates pizzas that impress. Performance Food Service is proud to deliver high-quality products, innovative technology, and custom operational solutions to restaurants of all sizes across the country. The flagship division of Performance Food Group, with deep roots in the restaurant industry, Performance Food Service has been the exclusive distributor of the Roma family of brands for more than 65 years. This signature relationship has allowed Performance Food Service to become a leader in the pizza and Italian segment of food service nationwide. So Manny, you just, I guess, recently joined in 
with your brother, Joey, in the family business. Is that correct? Yeah, in 2017. 2017, right. so not yeah. quite recently, but four years yeah. ago. And right. Before that, you were working in logistics, is that correct? Yeah, so I was a senior manager for FedEx, and I basically uh, managed air, airport operations around the country. Oh, wow. <laughs> so we yeah, I lived all over the United States and uh, had a 25-year uh, run with them, and I just tell Joey I was in training for 25 years for this. <laughs> so, so how did Joey talk you into coming into the family business? Well, um, that was, uh, it took a few years. I would, when Joey first opened, well, you know, Joey and I were, I was kind of living, you know, mm-hmm. through him, you know, I guess to a degree because I was excited that he was having an opportunity to open his own business. I mean, although I had a, a really good career and love what I was doing, I was, you know, I was really hoping he could revitalize the family business and, you know, I knew he had a passion for it. So once he kind of got going with it, um, I, I, I would come into town, I didn't live here. I would come into town three or four times a year and see the progress and see really just the look on the customer's faces. And, yeah. you know, that was, and then, you know, talking to him, I knew he was going to need some help. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not the food person. He is. He's the artist yeah. and food person, but just logistically and scaling and growing the business, you know, it's very difficult for a business owner to work every day in their store. It's not as glamorous as people might think it is. And it's, it's, it's tough, you know, and I knew, I think I figured if I could partner with him, we had an opportunity to really take it to another level. And it was a big risk. I mean, I left FedEx after 25 years and, and, and my coworkers and colleagues were just literally stunned. Like, what are you doing, man? What are you yeah. Doing? I mean, I thought, you know, I had a midlife crisis or, you know, something, you know, a little pop up here, but uh, yeah, so it, it was a huge move. My wife, uh, I was more shocked that she actually supported it because we went from a large income to literally, you know, a zero income. This was just like, Hey, let's, let's have a whole nother second half, you know, let's, let's mm-hmm. second half of life. Let's try something new and, you know, trusted God and just, just went out there and we just, we just, I didn't know what I was doing. I mean, I just took what I did know from FedEx and put it, put it there with uh, the pizza business and it just, we've been able to scale it and grow it. And mm-hmm. We hear that story more often than you would think of people who are in the corporate world, really good, Mm -hmm. well-paying jobs for any number of reasons, not happy, a corporate layoff, this, that, or the other decide to enter the pizza business without really any prior pizzeria experience. But that's not quite the case for you. You, you, um, your brother was operating the business. So you kind of knew at least in the back of your mind, you knew, okay, He's managed to keep the doors open. He's managed to keep the business afloat. Um, yeah. So I, you didn't go into it completely blindly, I guess, even though you still took a huge risk. Right. Yeah. I mean, it was a risk, but it was just, you know, I felt confident that we could together, we could figure it out. And, yeah. you know, that was, I would have never, <laughs> I would have never done it though, if he hadn't had already had it open out. I, I don't, I don't think I could have just done what I did and me go just open a pizza business or a restaurant in general and start. I would, I would have not, I wouldn't have done it. Yeah. I would think your logistical um, acumen 
really came into play during the COVID pandemic when things were closed and it was business was reliant heavily on carry out or a delivery component versus a dine-in component. I would think that that's probably, probably was your time to shine a little bit. Yeah. Um, I, I've, I've never been through a pandemic. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't think any, I don't think anybody can say they have. But no one has. Uh, I, I was uh, I was certainly accustomed to to dealing with c- catastrophic events. You know, like massive storms that took out cities that we had to revamp and redo and took everything offline. Nine eleven. You know, being in the air, air airline industry back then. So so I kind of just said, okay, you know. There's so much unknown here. We don't know what to do. Let's just, let's just start with communication, you know, with our employees, bring everybody together. Let's start talking this thing through kind of, kind of, you know, regular game plan. So yeah, that's, you know, you're flying blind, but I think just having communication, everybody's, everybody's trying to just get information at that point in time. Mm-hmm. What do Absolutely. we do? How are we going to go about this? And, you know, just staying in context. So yeah, I mean, I was able to use, those catastrophic times and events that had to go through to our benefit. But again, I had no idea <laughs> the, the magnitude of, you know, yeah. what we've gone through. But, you know, Carvelis has done very well. I mean, yeah, you guys actually opened up a third store recently. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. and it seems like you guys are, are doing really well. Um, you know, Joey had sent us a, a note about you and he was like, he was like, he's got some really unique um, and different perspectives on building and hiring. So right. first let's talk about building and how you've been able to bring um, something different to the table as far as helping to build the business. Well, I felt like the he he had the product. Mm-hmm. To me, that was you know, that's the critical thing. So how can we how can we take that product to more people? You know, that was kind of like the that's where it began. Like, what? How do we get it to more people? Because when I when I went into the original Carvel's Pizza, it I don't even remember the square footage, but it's very small. I'm just looking mm-hmm. around. Well, how, there's only so much you can do here. Yeah, there, there's a ceiling. I mean, let's just be honest. It doesn't matter what you can only do so much. So, you know, how do you, what do you do? So you you have to open a, you know another store. Well, then how do you mm-hmm. you know? So you got to duplicate everything. And you know, fortunately, I had a lot of experience with that. You know, and I also had a lot of experience with managing sites that, that were in other states. Mm-hmm. you know and so I wasn't like it didn't, it didn't scare me to open a store that I could we both couldn't be in every day and you know I shouldn't say scare it just it, it mm-hmm. I was uh, I was comfortable with knowing how to do that yeah and obviously you you have to have people yeah and you have to be able to trust those people so I think that was just the dynamic I had I had that experience experience where I, I, I know a lot of business owners that they do really good, but it's like so um, overwhelming to even think like how in the world would I have another one? I can barely hang on to what I've got. And, you know, so I think that was what I had, you know, it's like, I know we can hire people. We can teach people how to do this mm-hmm. and they can do it. Yeah. I mean, that's just, that's really all it is. And I think the, the critical ingredient is, is, 
how do you, how do you get the people? How do you retain the people? Absolutely. How do you, how do you get? How do you? How can you trust them to do what you do every day? And you what's know? your secret? <laughs> yeah, how do you get the people? Right? <laughs> yeah. Well, Tell I us mean, your secret. Yeah. Well, let me let me just say this. Um, what what I'll share with you guys today is not really it's not a cheat code for hiring people. Mm-hmm. It's more like a cheat code for retaining people. Yeah. Okay. And if you can do that, what happens is, is those people have such a great experience. They literally mm-hmm. bring more people in because they're talking about, wow, this place, this is a really good place to work. Mm-hmm. They promote it, you know, and before you know it, you know, you're getting the cream of the crop because it's a desirable place to be. And, and, Really, how you get there, it does take some time. It's not a snap of the finger and it's just done. But realistically, in, in our line of work, we're not always going to get to pick these professionals that you might have in other lines of work. We're getting people that are from all types of backgrounds. Most of them have zero experience, which I have been, I've embraced that. I don't necessarily look for experience. I just look for teachability. I mean, like, can, can you learn? I mean, and really what it, what it boils down to for me is, is the first 48 hours with that person. It's the most critical. That's when you bring them in and you spend that time. I don't, I don't necessarily have to do it personally, but I did in the beginning. Now we have other people we've taught how to do that, but it's so critical. They're so nervous when they come in their first day, anxious. Mm-hmm. They, they don't know what's, you know, anybody there. You really got to just take good care of them. Their first two or three, sh- well, every shift, but those first few shifts are so critical. You need to have somebody, if it's not you, that you really trust with them, that's going to put their arm around them, really show them everything, be very patient with them, you know, explain everything as much as you can. Answer their questions. I've had people ask me so many times throughout my career, why do you spend so many hours with somebody that just got here? Mm-hmm. It's because that's how we keep them. And it, you know, it just goes so, it means so much to them that you are putting a lot of effort into them and you're hearing what their questions are answering their questions. You really, you just treat them kindly. Uh, it's a professional work environment. You try to keep it a professional work environment and, there's so many different factors that, you know, our leaders have to be and, and all business owners and our leadership has to be every single day, upbeat, positive, inspiring, mm-hmm. smile on your face. It has to be a good environment. If you're kind of like overworked and you're tired and you're talking to people kind of maybe sarcastically, or you have a negative tone, you come in, you're agitated or maybe even standoffish or silent, you're never going to build a team like that. It's like this absolutely what you don't do, but, but you see a lot of people that's, that's what they do and they don't realize what it does to the staff. They don't really want to be in that environment. You can pay them, but they still don't want to be there. And they're not going to, they're never going to go out of their way or above and beyond to give you what you're looking for. They might just do their job. And that's not really how you build a team. So I think just me personally treating everybody like that. Mm-hmm. And then when we hire a manager, that's really the most important. It's not necessarily can they prepare the food properly? 
do they come to work on time? That's those are good things, and you need that in management. You need that in all all employees, but it's really how do they treat the people? Because we cannot grow and we cannot scale without people. And when I mean, I don't mean just people, but people that we've now cultivated this culture of a fun environment where people are treated with dignity and respect, even when you might not want to, you know, and I think that's just the key. And how, how many times have, have you guys heard some pre pandemic? I can't hire anybody. Everybody's terrible. Can't get good help. <laughs> think about it. I mean, that's yeah. always been what we've heard, right? Yeah. And I used to love hearing that. The reason I love hearing it is because I could get all the employees, mm-hmm. you know, it's just more for us to get. Y'all just keep on thinking like that because they'll just keep coming to us. Yeah. And that's, that's really those people that have been saying that forever, they were really the reason they didn't have any people. It's because they were probably treating them kind of what I'm saying. I mean, we've, we've all had some sort of boss or manager or supervisor that acted like that. And no one enjoys that. Right. I mean, it's fun to come to work and everybody says, you know, good morning, good afternoon. How you doing? What's going on? High five, fist bump. You know, let's, you know, here's the, here's the game plan. and Here's how we're going to do this today. You know, these are the things that happened yesterday. And, you know, here's how we can improve those things. You know, just that communication and the just upbeat attitude. It just, it, it's, that's the type of environment, you know, we have to create for these people. And when you do that and you do it every day, day in and day out, and you teach the leaders how to do that. You, the place just, it hums, but because, People enjoy their job and they do a great job because they are, they enjoy it. I mean, that's, that's the secret sauce. And, you know, there's a, there's a lot of little things that can go, you know, a lot more details that can go into that, but that's really in a mm-hmm. nutshell what it is. So do you have shift uh, yeah, meetings? Oh, sorry. Do you have like uh, shift meetings where you're doing this between like your, your leadership's doing that for every shift or are you like, what kind of approach are you taking with, you know, with this communication model um, with your staff? Okay. So one of the biggest things that I have that we require every manager to do is meet with the staff. It's called a pre-shift meeting. And if we have a post-shift meeting, it's usually because we need to talk about some things that we did really good. We had some, you know, mm-hmm. wild night. We did great just to give everybody a, a, you know, kind of an uplift on their way out the door. Yeah. But also we can touch on some things that we could improve upon. But basically to answer your question, it is, it is a requirement that this happens every day in our stores. And it's, it just gets everybody on the same page. And, you know, I've noticed that, you know, everybody doesn't come to work thinking about work. You know, people usually come to work with other things on their mind. They might have, they might have something serious going on at home or just they're distracted. This gets everybody together. We kind of run through the game plan and just kind of tightens everything up. So yes, it really helps. Yeah, it does. What was your question, Jeremy? (laughs) What do you like about the job? What what excites you to to walk in to a restaurant, a pizzeria every day versus what you had done in your previous career? Well, number one, I mean, it that, there's a lot of satisfaction in it being you know ours. Mm-hmm. 
you know, there, there is a lot of, a lot of joy in that. I mean, I really enjoyed my job before and I loved all the people there. You know, there wasn't something that happened that I left. I mean, it was, but what I really love about going into our business is to see all of our employees happy and smiling and our customers enjoying their, their time there. You know, I can always look around the room and just see if our customers are making eye contact with our employees. That's like a huge thing. If our customers' heads are down while our employees are at their tables, it's, it's, that's not what you want to see. You really want to see that interaction. We, you know, that's kind of what we try to create. And when I see that, it's just like, you know, it's so much has gone into, into this and to see that just, there's a lot of joy and satisfaction, you know, and I think that would be the, the two things really. Nice. What about working with a sibling? How, how does that, how does that <laughs> impact your, uh, I'm sure you guys probably threw fists at one another growing up. At point in time. I have siblings. I couldn't imagine owning a business with them. I'm going to tell you that right now. <laughs> yeah, well, it's even deeper. I've got, uh, I've got three of my children also work with us. And mm-hmm. my uh, our oldest son is also an owner of the company. And I, it's been great. I mean, we've heard so many people say that kind of stuff. And yes, I mean, we have had, you know, differences of opinion or, we, you know, but at the end of the day, we both love what we're doing and we respect one another. And it's really, it, it's really been great, but it's because probably because it's gone so well too. I, mean, I think <laughs> yeah. that that helps. You know, if it wasn't going as well, I mean, maybe it would be harder. But success uh, fosters happiness. It, yeah, it does. Uh, it does. So success can definitely uh, make a lot of that stuff go away. But no, I think it's it's definitely probably not obviously what everybody desires to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in our case, we grew up a tight knit family, and we're real close with all of our siblings. And, um, you know, we also now have another brother on with us. So there's three brothers. And so it's just, we, uh, we have, we have a good rapport. That's great. Um, uh, I'm sorry. The question just slipped right out of my head. Let me go. Let me turn it over to Jeremy. (laughs) Thinking about that was what I was going to follow up with and ask you with, um, with your brother and now you say a third brother involved, your children involved. Yep. We looking for some, some growth in the future to open new stores down the line or what's, what's kind of the long-term strategy here? Well, um, the long-term strategy from day one, now it's becoming what's next was like, Hey, let's, let's see what we can do. You know? And I thought, well, I thought between us, we could do five stores. We just mm-hmm. need some help finding those locations mm-hmm. and, you know, but the, now we're, we're, we're working on our fourth <clears throat> and, uh, you know, we would love to do something large, but I, I'm not, I mean, I, I think that we could probably do 10 stores, but beyond yeah. that, we may have to get some more, uh, I don't know, like expertise on, you know, scaling mm-hmm. to that, you know, degree. Um, yeah. I, I feel comfortable doing what we're doing up to about that many. I, 
we're, we're probably going to have to kind of look at some new, new things to go uh, bigger because I mean, realistically with three stores, it is very busy seven yeah. days a week, over a hundred employees and, you know, just simple things are not simple anymore and they're complex. You know, just our payroll is complex now. I mean, mm-hmm. used to, I could just write the checks out of the checkbook, put them in an envelope, you know, <laughs> it's just, it just doesn't work like that anymore. So, nope, not at all. So complex. And, uh, but and it's not just, that's just one example, but we, I think the long-term plan is to grow into a definitely a regional but potentially national. Yeah. I, guess. You know, I, I, I wouldn't say that's what we're striving for right now, but I do think it's in the back of our minds. I do think we would be interested in, because the product is, we feel like is really good. It's like I said in the beginning of this, how can we get it to everybody? So everybody can enjoy mm-hmm. it. I mean, that's really kind of, how do yeah. we do that? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> You know, and, and Joey actually sent me one of your shirts and people ask me about that shirt all the time, by the way, <laughs> a hoodie, he, he gave me a hoodie and people ask me about it because it's got your tagline on the back and it's yeah. really fun. Um, yeah. But, you know, something I'm really interested in um, because you just opened your third store and now you're thinking, you know, you're going into your fourth. What's something that you, uh, you know, what are those lessons learned that you learned from, um, from going to three stores that you're going to take into into this this new growth well there are some things we're learning i mean but it, it some of it a lot of us in the build out phase mm-hmm. you know how we're, we're we're getting better at that that's used to be yeah. like a major you know like how are we going to build a restaurant you know that's like <laughs> pretty that's like hard you know like right you, find, yeah. you buy a building you lease a building well, how long do you lease it for and yeah. Who, who's going to design it? Who's going to build it? How much is it going to cost? You know, there's so many. We've, we have gotten now a team that can do that kind of stuff for us. So that we've definitely learned a lot in, in the build for the build out phase. But as far as the operations goes, we, we just understand, you know, now how many people we're going to need to hire, how, when we should hire them how long it takes to train them because that's, those are things like, how do you get, how do you get ready to open a store that the lines are two hour waits and phones never Mm -hmm. stop ringing? I mean, how do you effectively do that the day you open? Those are things that we just got our butts handed to us on, you know, (laughs) in our second store. And then we thought we had it figured out for the third store, but it was like, times 10, you know, so I think that we, we now understand, you know, how many people we need. And it's not just how many people, it's how they're scheduled and staffed for seven days, you know, plan two weeks out, how long it takes to get somebody really proficiently trained, what that cost is going to be, because really what we have to do is hire them three to four months before we even open and just bake them all into the other stores and our payroll is exorbitantly higher than it should be Mm -hmm. just to have these people ready, you know, when we open. So we understand that kind of stuff a lot better now than we did. So those things are easier for us to accomplish. Um, We also understand just how difficult, you know, it's it is to run multiple stores mm-hmm. and then to add another one so 
you know, we're looking at hiring these key individuals. Like in August, we're bringing on somebody that I've known for over 20 years that was with me at FedEx. He's actually going to retire and come on, come on with us to help with you know, HR, sir, HR. I mean, so now we have, oh, a, yeah. uh, uh, we have an on-site person that's so experienced that can help our, help our managers with employee related issues. That's just, those are types of things that you, you know, we're recognizing that we've, we've got to have because mm-hmm. we, we have a 21 year old, 22 year old, 23 year old managers that are incredible, but they, they don't have a ton of life experience. Yeah. And, you know, it's difficult for them to understand how to handle situations because they've never been in the, we can teach them how to make the, the food, how mm-hmm. the restaurant runs but we can't teach them how to respond to so many different, you know, human beings and all the things they're going through. Yeah. You know, and who does know that, right? I mean, see, you, you need somebody that has those skill sets and knows what to do. I think that's just one more piece that you got to be willing to go out and find and add to your business to help. Um, you know, those are, it's just another piece to scale. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like you're taking the steps that you need to take to, to potentially grow in the future. If, if the stars align, so good for you. Right. That's, that's what we're, that's what we're trying to do. Absolutely. That, that, that's, that's exciting that, that Joey had not shared future growth plans with us. So that's, that's exciting yeah. to hear. And um, wow, Denise, do you have any, parting shots or, or last questions for Manny before we you know get about uh, the rest of his day let's let's go out on this one question what is your biggest piece of advice that you have for maybe the operator that has one store or maybe those that don't that don't have any yet that are thinking hey I, I'm probably going to do multiple stores I really want to do multiple locations mm-hmm. um, you know what's that that one big piece of advice that you would, you would give them uh, before they, before they launch into it. Well, my advice to them would be, let's, let's assume that you have one store Mm -hmm. and you know, you, you want to scale. Well, if you're, if you're doing almost all of the work, you know, you, you really need to ask yourself what's going on and why. And, I think if you if you can tr- if you can hire people and treat them the way we spoke about, mm-hmm. that's what allows you to to put them in those positions that you may not trust anybody else to do right now. So mm-hmm. trust the people, treat the people right, and they will do everything and more that you ask of them. It's it's kind of a, it's an amazing thing. And, you know, that's really all you do is just take care of them, treat them right, give them the opportunity, let them do the job, step mm-hmm. back. And I think they would be amazed. It's, it's not real complicated. It's actually that simple. But mm-hmm. so many business owners just have a stranglehold on everything. Yeah. And they just won't relinquish it. They want to control everything and nitpick all the employees performance and it creates a negative environment and they, they got to let that go mm-hmm. and um, quit saying things like everybody's terrible. I can't get any good yeah. help. I mean, 
your employees hear that. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> I mean, you know, just take care of people, treat them like you want to be treated. And I think that's, that's the key. And all of a sudden you're going to have an army of people and you're going to be like, wow, I can do anything I want to do now. Yeah, exactly. How often do we hear that an operator say, I want to see every pizza that comes across this line. Um, Well, think about how many pizzas that are, that is, if you're a high volume pizzeria, (laughs) you know, I'm just thinking about how many versus working in your business, two very different things. So really, really well said, Manny. Thank you for graciously giving us your time today, sitting down with us and just telling us a little bit about what's going on down there. We, we, it's exciting stuff and we really appreciate you taking the time to be on the podcast with us today. Yeah, guys, I appreciate it. It was fun. Thank you very much. All right, Manny. Thanks so much. Thanks, guys. Bye. 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 Bye.